Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited Fortitude podcast with Bobby and Steve, episode 77. Take two. No will this time. I say take two because uh, I said last week I'm like the new guy. I'm like the rookie. And I forgot that my role was to press record. (laughs) And we just talked for like 20 minutes and uh, didn't record anything. So here we go again. Take two. Um, (laughs) This week has been kind of it hasn't been bad. Like, honestly, like I feel, uh, we've been staying busy doing what the Lord wants us to do, being obedient. And, um, a lot of things are falling into place. It's been pretty awesome. But you texted me earlier when we were deciding what to, to record about and, um, asked me if there was anything on my heart and freedom was on my heart. Being blameless was on my heart. Right. Um, and I think that, Oftentimes, um, Christians can go one of two ways and they're usually the wrong way, right? Like they go full on freedom. Like I'm saved. I can do whatever I want, basically fire insurance. And then then go legalism and be like, but the word says the word says the word says. And, uh, the fact of the matter is, is like the Lord is going to be the one to convict us of things that we need to change in our lives. We don't need legalists telling us, Oh, you have to do this. You have to do this. And we certainly don't need to live like we're not Christians. Right. Um, so the Lord is going to be the one to convict us. The Lord is going to be the one to tell us like, Hey, you need to fix this part of your life. Right. And, um, and allowing the Lord to do that. I mean, that is, that is where the freedom comes, right? Like, Hey, you might, you might have a thing uh, where the Lord's telling you, Bobby, you need to quit drinking carbonated drinks. Something I don't know, right? Like it's not really a sin, but like, like, like he's going to convict you of it. Right. Like, and that doesn't mean I have to stop mm-hmm. drinking carbonated drinks um, or uh, cursing or tobacco usage, drinking alcohol. Right. Like I have a drink every now and then I know you don't, mm-hmm. right. I'm not going to drink around you, but that's where that freedom comes in. The Lord is going to convict us of, of those things versus people convicting us. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is the way it should be. Right. A hundred percent. And so, and then you asked me what verse I have. Um, and that, that uh, it's Colossians 1, 21 through 23. And it says, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. But you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world. And I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. So like just breaking it down real quick, in the first part of 21, it says, this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. And he's writing to the Colossians, but like that's all of us before we're saved, right? Like that's, we were 100% sinners. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, like that's, we were, had evil thoughts and actions yet. Now he has reconciled you to himself. God reconciled us to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. 
So it was Christ's death that reconciled us. He has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. So Christ's death is what makes us holy and blameless without a single fault. Mm -hmm. And then, but you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. So from the point of salvation, right? Like we must continue to believe that, not drift away from what Christ did for us. And we will continue to stand before the Lord uh, holy, holy and blameless. blameless without a single fault. Well, and think about this, right? Like, there, like you know, there's a lot of Christians that walk around, dude, I didn't for, you know what I mean? Walk around defeated, mm -hmm. right? And you don't know and you're trying to, um, and what is it? It's shame. Yeah. Right. It's and all guilt. that yeah. guilt and shame, right? And stuff that you've done or where you fall short. And and if you know that, hey, you know what? You are holy and blameless. We know we're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's like we talked, you talked about it. You and you said it specifically last week, right? There's that that distance between, you know, your head and your heart where it's like, yeah, you know it, but are you living it? Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's different. And and a lot of Christians beat themselves up and they they try to hide it. Right. Hey, if you know that you're blameless and you're without fault, you're not going to hide that shame. Right. And I think, I think what one of the, for me, when I realized, uh, the freedom that I have was, it came with accepting the forgiveness that I have. Yeah. Right. Like, so because of my guilt and my shame, things in the past that I had done, I would be like, when, when, um, an issue would come up between my wife and I, I'd be like, Oh, that's my cross to bear years after being saved and years after doing the horrible things I, I had done, I would be like, Oh, that's my cross to bear. It's your penalty. It's my penalty. Right? Like that's what, that's, that's what God's God's correcting, not correcting me. Uh, but God's punishing me. Mm -hmm. Right? So like, no, God doesn't punish us. Mm -hmm. Right? He does correct us. He does discipline us, but he doesn't punish us. And then, it would be like, I'm saying like, okay, like I know at salvation that I was forgiven. Right. And I'm a new creation, but then I would turn around and be like, well, not for that. Mm -hmm. Like, I, obviously I wasn't forgiven for that. I still have to pay, carry this cross, this burden. Right. Um, so I basically said Christ's death wasn't good enough. Yeah. And, um, and, being able to accept the forgiveness we have, I feel like is one of the biggest parts of it. Right. So recently I had a situation where, where I fell short of something, I something that I was doing and, and, um, I could have easily gone like just completely stopped. Right. But instead I just prayed to the Lord and I was like, look, Lord, please forgive me for this. And I know you do forgive me. And I accept that forgiveness right now. And I'm going to continue to do what you told me to mm -hmm. do. Right. Like, and there's such a freedom that comes from that. Like knowing, like it, he already knows I failed. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't, so just saying it out loud in, in prayer to the Lord, it was like, oh, okay, I'm done and move on with it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and too many times I feel like we, we try to either hold justify. on, hold on. Yeah. Justify it 100% and hold on to it. Or we just completely give up. Mm -hmm. Right. Like because of that shame, that guilt or, or hide it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent because nobody would have known like mm -hmm. 
that I, and really my my falling short wasn't something so huge that um that people would have even noticed right but it was something between me and the lord where i was like i know i did wrong mm -hmm. right like i know i fell short here and i shouldn't have done it and bringing that to the lord and then it was like okay keep going like all right i'm gonna keep doing it then mm -hmm. um but the but people i think and people and me right like there's times where i'm like it's the easier way mm -hmm. too, right like to just be like yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a sinner who falls short of the glory of yeah, God. Yeah, because here's the thing, like when you do, you know, obviously you shared with me what it was and it's, you know, not anything, it's not anything big, it's not anything crazy. And it wasn't sinful, you know what I mean? Right. It was just say, something that you, that you had determined that you were going to do. But like, if you, it, let's take it all the way back to the beginning, right? If we look at, you know, uh, Cain and Abel, you know, and, and here's the thing, like Abel was, you know, offered the sacrifice, uh, an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. And then when Cain was offering something, what was he offering? Like he was offering his, I mean, ultimately he was offering his works. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, obviously in the beginning, it's not like super clear and we can look at it from, you know, different aspects of knowing what the gospel is and everything else, right? But ultimately he was offering his works, right? Because it's like tilling the ground and doing everything. Like, I mean, if you get uh, an animal, you know, you didn't, didn't, nothing for the birth. I mean, yeah, you fed the the mama, right. you know what I mean? But ultimately, so it's it's offering that. And, and here's the thing, like Cain wanted to be acceptable without offering a sacrifice. Without, without. Without sacrifice. Without, with, well, yeah, well, with, without um, having that, here's the thing, right? Like without having that blood. Right. Right. And so when we, when we mess up and we know, right? A lot of times when we want to cover it, what are we doing? It's workspace. Well, I'm going to make up for it in this way, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to overcompensate in, in this situation. It's like, then you're relying upon yourself. Mm -hmm. But when we realize that we mess up and we can just say, you know what, Lord, I know that I'm blameless and, and, and holy and without fault. And I stand before you. And this is what's crazy, dude, because he says right here, has brought you into his own presence. A lot of times we think as Christians, like, oh, that's a, a future date. No, it, it, he's saying that that's currently right now. That's our state mm -hmm. right now. You know what I mean? And so that is a continuation. And he says, hey, but you must continue to believe. He didn't say you must continue to make up for it. You must continue to do these good works for it. You know what you have to do? You have to believe that. Mm -hmm. And so knowing, hey, you know what? He brought me out of this, going back to the beginning, right? Within my evil thoughts and in my actions, right? And so guess what? <laughs> if he did that before, right? Knowing you before you came to the Lord, isn't he going to continue to do that? Because mm -hmm. we're still going to continue to have those evil thoughts. We're still going to have those evil actions. And guess what? Even with, despite that, I'm still going to be blameless and I just need to bring it to him. And I need to be, I need to know and confess. We talked about it before, right? We have to know and confess that and bring it up to him and knowing, Hey, guess what? It's not by my works. It's by the blood of Jesus because he's the one that paid that penalty because of his death. That's why I'm made right. Right. When God looks at us, all he sees is Christ, yeah. right? Like from the point of salvation. And I think, um, look, looking, so how do we, how do we do this? Right. Like, how do you live this out daily? Right. And this is my wife asked me this when I told her what we were going to talk about. Like, how do, how does this look? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, how do you live with that freedom? How do you, how do you, well, it's 
it's hard to explain, but in, in a sense, like for me, the way I look at it is, um, you know, okay, Hey, you did me wrong, Bobby. And, and, um, or I did you wrong. And, you know, we went our separate ways and okay. Hey, my brain is not working right now. Um, Okay, how do we how do we practically live this out? Um, if I know that I have grace, right, mm-hmm. and I know that I'm blameless, like like look at let's think about Jesus on the cross, right? When he asked for forgiveness for the people, what did he say? He he asked the Lord. He said, "Forgive them, for they know not what they for do. they know not what they do." Right? He and what is that? Like that's that's proclaiming those people that crucified him as blameless. Yeah. Right. Ultimately. Right. Mm -hmm. So when let's look at it, because I think the hardest part that we have in in our Christian walk is, is the relationships that we have with our, within ourselves, And then the relationship we have with others that do us wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And so in Colossians, it talks about being blameless in Ephesians. It says that uh, we're holy and blameless also. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And here's the thing. Like if I know that I'm holy and blameless, guess what? And I know that you're in Christ. I know that you're holy and blameless also. Right. And so no matter, even if, even if something happens between you and I and whatever, um, I still have to have that in the back of my mind that, yeah, you might've done me wrong and I need to work through that with the Lord, but you are, if you're in Christ, right. And still I know you, blameless. Yeah, you're yeah. still blameless. You know what and I, mean? I think that's hard for a lot of, a lot of us. Um, but what I'm thinking, where I'm trying to go with it is when, um, so I did you wrong, I'm blameless, but I bring it up, right? Mm-hmm. And how do you handle that? If you bring it up? Yeah, if I bring up the how I did you wrong, did you wrong and um and the feelings that are there or whatever, you know, like I'm still angry sure. or what that however it happened, right? But how do you handle that? So the so one what would be really good for me to handle, right, <laughs> is to handle that within myself. Mm-hmm. Or, or or with brothers and handle that before that situation would even come up, right? Because if I'm still handling that from a, a hurt position, it's going to be super difficult, right? You know what I mean? Um, another way to 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 handle that if you bring like in so, a marriage, so, right? It, so first you have to accept the forgiveness that you already have, right? Because a right. lot of the times that's what we don't do is accept the forgiveness, and that's why we still have the hurt and all that, right? Yeah. Well, so I need to I I need to forgive you. Right. First of all, right. I think I would need to forgive you, um, for sure. And, and look at that point and have this, right? Like, Hey, you know what? You did it. And you know what? You, I don't think, and because I know you, right? Like, even if, if to the point that most believers that I know that you know are believers, Hey, guess what? You have to process that out. And that's why it's good. That's why James tells us, you know, confess your sins to one another so that you can pray for each other and be healed because it's good to process that out and say, Hey, you know what? Let's look at the character of that individual. Do you really think that they want to do something, you know, and process and work that out? And all right, let's work through forgiveness. Like pray, bring that to the Lord. And then what role did you play in that sense? Like you need to be able to, 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 be willing to accept the forgiveness that you have, right? Not so much forgiving yourself, but hey, you know what? I know that even in a situation, if there's some conflict and it and it went south, I I still play a role in it. So right. I have to be able to work that out. Know that, hey, you know what, Lord, I know that you forgive me in this and everything else. So that way, when you do come to me, or if I'm presented to come to you, it will be a place that I'm not coming and taking a defensive position. 
because that's the worst place to come to. Right. When I come to a defensive position, I tell you like, you know what, dude, you really did X, Y, and Z. What's that going to do for you? Put me on the defensive. I was going to put you in a position. But if I come to you and I'm like, hey, you know what, dude, I'm sorry. Like, you know what, what happened between us was, you know, I think it's a misunderstanding and I probably didn't handle that situation right. What does that do for you if I... Like uh, immediately my guard is down. Yeah, exactly. Right. When there's no beef between you and me and even me just saying that to you, that's already putting you in a place where you can feel that. Right. Right. So because I have to be able to take responsibility in those situations. Right. And so, and then if one of like, if I'm like, Hey, uh, well, I'm, I'm the bad person in this one. So if you're like, Hey, no, I'm, this is it. This is over. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not handling this or I'm not forgiving you. Right. Like on my end, like there's nothing else I can do. Right. If I'm doing everything I can to reconcile the relationship with you, I've done what you've said. I've, I've asked for that forgiveness. I've, I've come to you with my guard down. I have apologized and you're not willing to, to forgive me for that on your end, there's nothing else I can do other yeah. than pray for you. Yeah. Right. Like, because I want you to have freedom too. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for you, but I can't, I'm not going to change the way I live for, or I'm not going to not change the way I live. I'm, I'm not going to walk, it. walk around with this guilt and this mm-hmm. shame because I'm walking in freedom. I recognize that. And I'm like, okay, like fine. Like I'll pray for you and hope that, Maybe one day we'll reconcile, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't, I will do what I can to, to try and reconcile the re- relationship. But if I, if you're not willing to accept it, there's nothing else I can do. Yeah. And it's going to show in the person's actions. You know right. what I mean? And I think this is a good position. Like, this is something that we've been talking about too, right? Like, you know, with the podcast, like, hey, you know what? That's obviously when there's conflict, guess what? That's exactly where the enemy wants to go. The yeah. enemy's not going to come from the outside, the enemy wants to do work within the inside. Like he would love nothing more than for you and I to have conflict and then just split everything and break it apart. Right. Like we have to know that, right? And so anything that we're going through should always be willing to, especially if we're doing ministry together, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like we should really be thinking like, all right, how can we do this? How did I, you know what I mean? How can I help the situation? How can we come to a place of agreeance and not having this? Because once we do have this back and forth and pushing back and forth, the enemy is going to creep in. There's where bitterness is going to settle in. There's all this other stuff that's going to happen. So like, yeah, if it comes to a place where you can see, hey, you know what? This person isn't being responsive to the things that I'm bringing to them. And they're just trying to protect themselves instead of trying to look at the best situation for resolve. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, there's reconciliation and all these things. But like, let's just the minimum thing is resolve. Let's just resolve the conflict and, and then work to progress things. You know what I mean? But if the individual doesn't even want to resolve anything. Yeah, you have to, you, like that individual that, that is really, hey, you know what, God, how, how do I process things? How do I, how do I get to this? Has to make that decision where it's like, you know what, me trying to push this and forces is just going to make things worse. Right. And just so everybody knows, there is not anything going on between <laughs> Bobby and I. Yeah, like, Steve didn't take a, a, a six-week hiatus because of <laughs> conflict. Yeah, it was something. It was conflict. It was just not between us. Uh, it was between somebody else. So, um, so just understand, <laughs> this is good. Um, we're just trying to give practical advice. So, but this is helpful, man. Because, like, think of how many situations that people walk around and it's like. Oh, well, 
one of the things is, well, I can't, I can't do anything about it. So I'm just going to, you know, um, put a smile on my face and act like every, like nothing's bothering. That doesn't help. Right. Because then you're not handling those situations and you're not, here's the thing. Like if we're blameless, like, Hey, I know, I know you desire good. I know that, but there's something that's going on. Let's not allow the enemy to drive a wedge into this. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and and if you think that you can just press on and just like, well, I'm just not going to talk about it and hopefully it'll just go away. That doesn't help the situation. Right. And I think that's where, um, really recognizing the freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Because that, that comes from, and you said it before we started, like the grace, mercy, and peace peace that we have in Christ, right? Like if it wasn't for that grace, mercy, and peace, like there's no freedom to be had, right? Like, because we're going to walk around carrying that guilt, that shame. And when you try to just like, Oh, I'm going to put on a happy face. You're not dealing with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, even if you think you are blameless in the situation, right? Like you might be, but so is the other person. There's probably some forgiveness that needs to be had somewhere. Somehow there was conflict. And if you just act like it doesn't exist, you're not dealing with it. And that's certainly not what the Lord wants you to do. Right. Think, think in a position of, uh, in like leadership positions when somebody's surrounded by a bunch of yes men, <laughs> right? Check. <laughs> <laughs> right. What, what happens? So if you're surrounded by a bunch of yes men and nobody's like, like pointing things out, those those individuals are hurting you they're not helping you mm-hmm. you know what i mean so when walking around and not doing something is you're not you don't love the other person you love yourself yeah. because you don't want to dig a hole and create a wedge in, in that the person that that is is actually cares more about that individual is the one that's gonna be like oh why are we doing this? Why, Why are we doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you got some you got some stuff on your face, dude. Like we were in a room with all these people and nobody said anything. Yeah. Yeah, because they didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable. Because that makes them feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? So like if like there's nothing wrong with conflict. No, conflict is good. Yeah. And that's how you grow from that. You know what I mean? And so um and just because there's conflict doesn't mean that there's anything wrong. You know, that's where growth happens. I mean, seriously, like how if iron Proverbs, iron sharpens iron, that's over and over again. Guess what? There needs to be that sharpening. And how do I know when that sharpening is going on in my life? Because I feel sparks. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, trust me. So like I have individuals in my life. I'm looking at one of them that's constantly, you know what I mean? It's like, yep. Hey, you know what? And it's, and it's, and it's pushing us to be better. Yeah. And, and that's part of like the relationship that we have, right. Where it's like, Hey, like I expect you to tell me and same thing with Will, right? Like the three of us and and Aaron, right. (laughs) The four of us, when it's together, it's like, we should read our, our group messages sometime (laughs) on this podcast because it's like, um, didn't we just talk about that? Like, why are you doing that right now? You know, like it's because it's like, Hey, let's, we're not afraid of conflict yeah. because we know what the the intent is. We all want to be obedient, right? Like, so if you say something and that like, hey, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. And then five minutes later, you're like, well, we're going to like, whoa, bro, you just said <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, this is what we're going to do. And so it's, it's, 
it's comical. It but is. we should read some text messages sometime. Did you want to bring this book up at all? <laughs> no, it's cool. Oh, we can okay. bring it up another time. I don't. I th- I think we really. I feel like this was really discombobulated. Um, I got to get back in my podcast room, <laughs> right? Like just the fact that we didn't record the first twenty minutes. That we- <laughs> what, what was it? so like? Okay, so like let's just let's get the big takeaway. Hey, you're as a believer, right? You're mm-hmm. blameless. blameless. You walk in that, and 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 no one understand that the enemy is going to want to rob you of that. And how's he going to rob you? He's going to rob you by thinking that you need to. What overcompensate for the times that you do something where you're wrong, where you did, uh, where you did something wrong. And when you try to overcompensate and it happens in our marriages, right? Like, let's just look at a practical thing or in a work environment, mm-hmm. you drop the ball, you didn't get something put in a timeline that, in, that you were supposed to put it in. And what are you going to do? Oh, Hey, can I help you out with this? Can I help you out with this? Like, okay. Like, it's good that you're being mindful of that, but if you're doing it because you did something wrong and you're trying to make up for it, you're trying to buy that back. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes within our, within our walk. You know what I mean? Um, like, you know, I remember like how many times I've been like, Oh God, I can't believe I did this. I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to read an extra chapter in my Bible now, something like that. And then it's like, no, you don't have to, we talked about it before too. Like, Hey, you didn't get your Bible reading done, you know, one day, two days, don't go back and try to make up for it. Just, hey, you know what? I didn't get it done. Let that streak wear itself <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Why do you got to bring up the streak, Bob? You know, you just got to let that and you let it go out. So because why? Because you're blameless. Because why? Because it doesn't depend on you. That's the beauty of it. Right. It doesn't depend on you. So it, since it doesn't depend on you, guess what? You can live a life of freedom. You can give grace where grace is needed. You can give mercy where mercy is needed because you're not that important. Right. You can't be loved any more yep. or less than you, you are right now by God. You can't be any more or less forgiven or blameless or um, holy than you are right now. Yeah. God, and here's the thing. God has no favorites. Period. Period. He doesn't. So he doesn't hold any partiality. You know what I mean? And so there's nothing that that you can do. And so when you walk in that, guess what? That's going to keep you from putting a heavy burden on somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to keep you from, because guess what? Like, you know, if, if you're in any kind of, you know, environment where there's, you know, obviously multiple Christians could be in, in a home. It could be at a church. You know what I mean? And and if it's like, if somebody's like, well, I've only, I've never read through the Bible ever, the entire Bible. Are they a better Christian than you? No. no. And I'm not a better Christian than them. Yeah. And I'm not a better Christian than them either. You know what I mean? And so like looking at those things, where is that? You know, there's, there's other uh, denominations that do certain things where it's like, oh, well, look at what we do. Guess what? That doesn't make you any better than me. Right. Like the only reason why we get to go to heaven is because of the the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. So we all should live in appreciation of that. And guess what? We should all give grace to one another, give mercy to one another, especially during those times of conflict, because that's when you need grace. That's when you need mercy. You don't need mercy when everything's good. You need it when things and there's issues that arise. And when I can look inwardly and say, you know what? I recognize that I'm blameless and, and faultless and holy because of what Jesus did. And then I can look at you and be like, you know what? That means that you are too. 
Or I can look at my spouse and my spouse is also, or I can look at my kids and my, you, you understand what I'm saying? Right. And so how is that interaction going to come? Because a lot of the times when, when somebody does us wrong, we want to retaliate. We don't want to reconcile. We want to retaliate. You know what I mean? Um, we don't want, we want, we want justice. We want, you know what I mean? And right. it's like, no. Well, like, it's funny. Like it just popped in my head. It all comes down to love, right? Yeah. Like if, if you are, doing what the Bible tells us to do, right? Love your neighbor, love God, right? Like if you love someone, you're going to, to be able to forgive, to reconcile, to, I mean, there's not, there's not always going to be a reconciliation in the sense that it's going to go back to what it used to be. And we've talked about that on the podcast before, but like, you're going to be able to recognize like, Hey, I'm free because of the love of Christ. Right. And the, so I can extend this grace and mercy because I do love this mm-hmm. person. Right. Like I, and because if you try to, and you're doing it through the love that Christ has for you, because if you try to do it in your own love, that's not going to work. No. Right. Like you can't give what you don't have. Right. Like, so accepting that love and that grace and that mercy that Christ has, for you and then extending that to others it's like here you go like hey um it's i think um that's what it all comes down to is love right so then ask you know for anybody listening right and for you and i walking away from this it's like ask yourself the question like who do you need to extend more grace to you know who who are the people that you have conflict with and or the ones that you know the ones that are, you know are participating in your sanctification right <laughs> you're trying, like oh man like you're in my life to try to try to make me holy and you know what i mean and, and and think of the way that you handle those situations with them you know and how do you need to one maybe ask you know bring it to the lord and forgive that individual you know i remember when i first got saved we talked about it before when i first got saved there was somebody and they weren't a believer you know but there was somebody that i needed to, i knew i needed to pray for and and even though i didn't want to pray for them i knew i needed to and i was honest with the lord like god i do not want to pray for this individual but i know that i need to it's, your word tells me i need to pray for my enemies bless those who persecute me you know what i mean and so like I'm, I'm just going through the motions because I, this is what I need to do. Change my heart, change my, you know, my mindset on the situation. So bring that up to the Lord. Who are those people that you are avoiding that you think, Hey, you know what? I have forgiven them. I don't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I've forgiven them, but I'm just going to move on. Well, that's okay. But have you really worked through that situation? Because what happens if right now, if I ask you to talk to bring that individual's name up or somebody brings them up, how do you feel about them? And if you get hot and clammy and you just, you know, want to, you know, jump out of your skin, then you haven't worked through that. Right. And so work through that process. You need to also come to the terms where you're at, where it's like, hey, you know what? How did you handle it? Are you happy with the way that you handle that situation? Do you need to work through that? Do you need to, you know, hey, recognize like, hey, you know what? Give yourself some grace in that situation. Mm-hmm. Give yourself some mercy in that situation. You know? Because you're blameless. Because you're blameless and also. And so are they. Yeah, and so yeah. are they. So like, how can we? And I think that's like, you know, we know that division is is a big thing that that the enemy wants to do. And guess what? The only way that you can, you can um, move forward is by reconciling that situation. Even if you don't reconcile it with the individual, 
but at least resolve it within yourself. Because a lot of the times, guess what ends up happening? You walk away from a situation like, I'm never going to go through that again. Mm -hmm. Now you take an inner vow. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard about that before. Um, the, <laughs> I think recognizing that all of us as Christians are blameless. I think that's huge in, in walking in freedom, right? Like, mm -hmm. because here's the deal, right? Who cares? Like when, like when you look at it, like when you take a second and you stop and you think about what's happening and like between you and somebody else and you go, well, we're both blameless before God. This doesn't really matter that much. Does it? Yeah. Right. Like in all reality. Right. And, and that's easy. Like that, it's always easy to say, well, like, well, you're suffering, not as bad as Christ. Right. Like, yeah. Like, but when you really think about it, it's like, yeah, this isn't that bad. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they're blameless. I'm blameless. Yeah. What's the big deal. Right. So I don't know, just my final thought on it, like thinking about it, like at the end of the day, like, the Lord's coming back soon. So yeah. like, let's, just walk in the freedom that we have right now. Yeah, absolutely. So anything else? That's it, man. That's it. I guess as the guest, I get to pray out. <laughs> <laughs> Father God, I, I, I thank you um, just for this verse that you've, you've given to us that, you know, we were once separated from you. We were sinners. We were had evil thoughts and actions and you still reconciled us to yourself through the death of Christ. And, and, and now we get to stand blameless before you without a single fault. All we have to do is believe Lord. And, um, I know that we oftentimes try to act like everything in the world is the worst possible thing that could possibly happen to us. And, and we just want you Lord to, um, reveal yourself to us and, and show us like, Hey, I have you and, um, allow us to really just recognize the blamelessness that we have as well as others, Lord, and, uh, give us that opportunity to have, to, to walk in that grace, mercy, and peace that, that we can only get from you, Lord. And we pray all this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen.